Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of all the news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Asterion Products, a top-selling company on Amazon, designing great products for VR and AR, including the Asterion or a VR headset stand. I'm Jay Rat. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I am Matt Rat, a VR lover and also a little bit obsessed with Pokemon Arceus at the moment. <laughs> we have a special guest tonight, Rich, aka Shave Dog, an awesome member of our Discord community and a longtime VR enthusiast. Rich, tell our listeners a little about yourself. Yo, thanks for having me on. Yes. My name is Rich Schaefer, aka Shave Dog, letter carrier by day, over enthusiastic VR regular gamer at night. I have over 40 years' experience throwing controllers and screaming at televisions. <laughs> happy to be here. Nice, nice. Well, hey, we are happy to have you here. For those of you out there who are just joining, our podcast is here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our VR communities, followed by some of the latest, greatest VR news. And then we discuss the games we played recently. If you haven't seen our YouTube channel, we're all sitting here right now. We're actually in VR again. A little retro blast of the past. Come hang out on YouTube where you can see us all hanging out in VR, chatting. Or, of course, engage with us through the comments on our occasional live streams. We got some questions. Of course, when everybody on Discord found out you were going to be here, Shave Dog, they got a little crazy. <laughs> so, first one from Play PSVR, they said, Shave Dog. If I was out on a date with a girl and things were going good and we're getting along just great and after I take her home, instead of a kiss goodnight, I go in for a kiss and accidentally land one on her shoulder and I try to play it off like it's cool, assuming all that has happened, what's the best VR game that's on the Quest that isn't on the PSVR? <laughs> you, you know, after hearing that tragic story, which I'm sure is true, I couldn't think of a single VR game on Quest that isn't on PSVR, but I could think of five. Oh, nice. Obviously, we have Resident Evil 4, Big one. Stride, though that was rumored at one point to come to PSVR. I really like Stride. Oh, now I'm going to draw a blank. <laughs> We're getting Grand Theft Auto San Andreas eventually. We are getting Grand Theft Auto San Andreas eventually. Um, I know he likes To the Top, uh -huh. um, but there's a better version of that called The Climb. Okay. And I'll just leave it right there in case you guys had any suggestions. Uh, those are all good ones. The Climb 1 and 2, so there's two of them. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty. And you can actually get to the top through uh, App Lab on the Quest. And even though, yes, it is on PSVR, being completely wireless playing it is so nice. So nice. I'd recommend getting it again and trying it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not going to be the only weird one from Play PSVR. We'll have another one, but let's let's <laughs> let's answer Scarlet <laughs> Ibis's question here, who asks if the Valve Deckard, the Oculus Cambria, and the PSVR two all come out this year, which ones are you all getting? Now, for anyone out there who isn't hasn't heard of these, Valve Deckard is the rumored Index successor. It's possibly a wireless PC headset, but we don't know for sure. The Oculus Cambria is supposed to be more like a really high-end Quest, eye tracking, maybe some AR capabilities. The controllers will have their own inside-out tracking, so there wouldn't be any dead spots. And, of course, the PSVR 2. We'll talk more about that one, but that's coming maybe this year. Better PSVR everything, PS5 experience attached to it. Rich, what do you think about all these? For me personally, the biggest issue is going to come down to the cost to enter those specific realms. Um, so I will be sticking with the PlayStation VR 2. Um, I'm sure those other ones are going to be great. Um, but I actually thought the Cambria was going to be geared more for a professional side. And maybe they're thinking that way for the Deckard too. Um, so that's that's my choice right now. PSVR 2. Nat, what do you think over there? PSVR 2 all the way. I am so excited for it. And I, I would definitely go for that. All the stuff that they're talking about sounds so awesome. All the haptic yeah. stuff. 
just sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked about PSVR too. We the JBrat channel is luckily partnered up with Quest Two, so whatever comes from them, we'll probably get a chance to try it, which is pretty exciting. And if if the Valve Deckard actually comes and is wireless, is a PC headset. I mean, I feel like I'm the VR YouTuber. Maybe I just have to get all three. But I am <laughs> definitely getting the PSVR two. The other two are up in the air. But I could see myself with all three of them by the end of the year. But it, price is a big one. I mean, yeah. if that new Valve one is fifteen hundred or two thousand, I might just have to stick to the the Cambria and the PSVR two because yeah. that's a lot of money. <laughs> oh man, play PSVR and their questions. They said. <laughs> This is, I believe this is Alex from the Play PSVR podcast says, the wife and I are looking to open up our marriage. I'm not too worried about being jealous. I just want her to be happy. What's the best VR game for me to play while I'm third wheeling it? Oh my gosh. Um, I, oh, I Alex. think since he's going to be alone in his thoughts in this situation, <laughs> um, maybe he should experience hand physics so he's at least busy off to the side. <laughs> Hand physics lab. That is a good one. It's so good to show hand tracking off to people. Mm -hmm. Great suggestion. Nat, can you think of any game that he should uh, have for his lonely time? Oh my gosh. The way that these questions are posed <laughs> is just throwing me off. Is this supposed to be a quest game? Yeah, well, ideally, because, you know, no wires. I mean, Mist is a good one if Ooh. you're all, you know, alone in your thoughts. You'll have a lot to think about with Mist. And it's a lot of hours, so yeah. you'd have plenty of time. <laughs> wow. The questions really went off the rails this week. We got one from Turna. Turna, if you don't know Turna, Turna's been with the Play PSVR podcast guys forever in their community. Popped into the Discord this week. Welcome, Turna. Turna says, what game would you love to see recreated from your favorite old school games of all time into VR? And theirs was Duck Hunt. Shafe, what are you? what's on your list? You know, Duck Hunt isn't a bad choice, but I think I would want to go with like an old school fighting game like, you mm. know, Street Fighter 2, maybe early Tekken, Virtua Fighter. Okay. Uh, would probably, you know, name wise, naturally. Now, are you imagine button mashing your two hands here or are you actually fighting with them? I, Matt's throwing a weird pose over I, there. I was trying to fight. <laughs> <laughs> a, a physical fighting game well nat what what do you have from your childhood you've been waiting for i think i was just talking about this the other day because yes i've been obsessed with the new pokemon game pokemon would be amazing it yep. will never happen unless nintendo comes out with their own headset of course but that would be a dream come true Better yeah. than Pokemon Go. Well, a couple of mine on my list, Resident Evil 4, which has now been made, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which is being made. So I guess all I have left is Ocarina of Time with Zelda and Mario 64. And that's all my dreams have come true. So apparently Nintendo needs to enter the space for me and Nat to get in there. And <laughs> someone needs to come up with a good fighting game for Rich over here. Also, Spyro would be pretty cool. I don't know that that would translate well to VR, but that'd be pretty cool. Spyro could be cool. I, I agree. Flying dragon. Yeah, the flying, the skateboarding. Oh boy, it'd get, it'd get wild. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you out there for the questions. Always shoot more at us. We enjoy the questions, but we got some news to tell you all about. Before we do, we got to tell you a little more about our sponsor, Asterion. They make the Aura VR headset stand. I've got tons. We've got tons in the house here. They're beautiful. They have an RGB glow. They hold any VR headset on it. And if you want one, go on Amazon, go check them out and use code FULLDIVE10 to get 10% off. We got to talk about Horizon 
uh, Horizon Worlds is this thing Meta Facebook is doing. It's basically the VR chat of Facebook. They want people to work in it. They want people to game in it, to live in it. They are going to start off with there being a personal boundary system that is, from what we understand, it's not going to be able to be turned off at first. This is intentional by default, and it's going to set you up basically where people can't come within like four feet of you in the virtual world. Rich, how do you feel about that? I'm of two worlds on this because I do really think in certain uh, games and experiences, it, it's it's necessary. I'm sure we've all ran into someone who's a little, we'll just say overzealous and gets in your face and <laughs> yep. um, does crazy stuff uh, while uh, trying to get you to play with them and be involved. But uh, I also don't want it to overtake the entire spectrum of games. Yep. You know, that's that's my fear. But we'll see. As long as it'll probably get to the point where you'll be able to tweak the settings, the size of the bubble. Maybe that's all that'll be necessary in the end. Yeah, or let you turn it off for friends. Now, what do you think? I feel like this is so weird. Of like, are we doing COVID simulator? Like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's six feet. That just seems so odd. It's virtual. You should be able to get closer than four feet to people. Like, I I think that would be a great idea if you could turn it off for friends. Because, yeah, you don't want weird people getting all up in your business. But, I mean, <laughs> it's virtual. We can, yeah. we can we can get a little closer than four feet, at least with your trusted people. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same spot. I feel like it's weird. I feel like it shouldn't be pushed on people. And, and not only that, but this is different than most of them. So like in VR chat or in rec room, if you get close to someone, you try to touch them, your hand will like disappear. It won't show anymore and they won't see your hands touching them. This is like going to physically stop you from getting too close. Like you get close and you're going to get like your avatar is going to get stopped up That's against weird. them. So it's going to be like a bubble, I guess, that you can't see. So like you try and go to like a VR chat style rave and you're going to have to have your <laughs> arms linked between everyone on the dance floor. Oh and, and that means if you want to high five someone, you can't. But it has to be like your arm has to be like fully extended out or something what? before you can before you can high five them. So if you try to high five them like this, it's not going to work. You got to be like outside of your own bubble. That just seems so odd. I oh. thought this all came down from a couple uh female players experiencing male players getting in their space and mm -hmm. touching them inappropriately in VR, you know, making the situation uncomfortable for them. So yeah. um, that's one example of why I kind of agree with it. But, you know, I, like I said, I, I just have a fear that it, it might spread too far too fast and too many games will do it where it's not necessary. Yeah, I just feel like it's, it's a good thing you can turn on, but it shouldn't be for everybody all the time. You should right. be able to turn that off so you can, you know, experience a little bit more normal, you know, space between people in a game. And just like Rich said, what it comes down to is getting teabagged in VR hits differently <laughs> than it does on a flat screen in a game. When, when your character is down and someone actually climbs over your body, it's it's much more imposing. So they're trying to avoid that for now. They're going a little far the other direction to yeah, stop this. For sure. Uh, I think they'll land somewhere in the middle after it's all over, at least give us some options. But it definitely uh, it feels like they're reacting a little heavily to try and like keep the best public face on the whole thing yeah. you know, they don't want people suddenly reporting all oh, this new facebook thing is just a bunch of harassing creepy people right. and you don't want to yeah. go there they want they want to stop that before it even starts because vr chat is kind of already known for being pretty sketchy yeah. <laughs> they don't want their thing to be the next vr chat <laughs> i feel like it would be cool if there were something like like 
in rec room, they have the thing where you can like put your hand out like this and then someone automatically mutes. If they mm -hmm. had something like that where you could put your hand out and then they have to be four feet away from you. That'd be pretty cool. You can like Hadouken them and they just yes. fly off the map and go away. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the blocking gun out. <laughs> you trying oh to be God. creepy with me? <laughs> You're gone. You're ejected. <laughs> well, well, We'll keep you posted out there as Horizon keeps doing their thing and keeps changing things. But we've got some news on the PSVR 2 front. The last few weeks have finally, for those of us who've been waiting for PSVR news, have been dropping some new news. And not only the stuff we've already kind of covered with the resolution stuff, now we're finding out a little bit more about the optics. So for those of you out there who don't know, Fresnel lenses are kind of the VR industry norm. They're in most PC headsets, they're these thinner lenses that have concentric rings. If you like look at them, you can see all these little rings that go out. And what that does is that shapes the whole lens into a thinner, lighter weight package. VR, PSVR 1, we kind of all liked, at least I did, that it didn't have those because those create these weird glares, these weird god rays. PSVR 1 had these big, fat, really round lenses, but you look through them and they were super clear. They were super open. They're saying PSVR 2 is going to get these Fresnel lenses. It's going to make the headset lighter, smaller, easier to use. Rich, is this an upgrade or what do you think? I do feel it's an upgrade. Anytime you can find a way to reduce the weight of the headset, I think is a good mm -hmm. idea. Obviously, the God Ray uh, effect, that could happen. Um, I don't know if they can come up with a concept of some kind of film, some kind of coding to reduce that. That would be ideal, but um, I like what they're doing. I, I yeah. have no, no problems with that. I think, that too, like, I remember when we first got the Quest, noticing the god rays quite a bit but i feel like you get used to it pretty quickly so even if that was an issue i don't think it would be too big of a deal after you get used to it i think it's good i definitely think it can help the one area it's concerning to me is psvr2 has also said it's going to be oled screens which means truly black blacks those really dark environments are going to be really immersive and a good way to break your immersion in those is if the one object that's showing up in a dark room is glaring into your eyes that kind of pulls you out and on the quest you don't notice it so much quest 2 at least because it's got this smeary awful lcd black <laughs> levels anyways so you kind of forget about it i'm worried that if psr doesn't find a way to to get them kind of make them a little little less visible that it's going to really stand out because you're going to be in a dark room and one light's going to turn on across the room in a horror game but it's going to create this like glaring effect through yeah. your eyes it's going to kind of ruin the purpose of the oled so i trust sony sure. can do it right i'm hoping they find a way to make it work better just like you're saying rich but it does concern me because i love that about the psvr one no god rays uh no there's another thing i can't think of the word right now but there's another thing that you get from it that that messes it up and i just i really liked that about the psvr and then when i switched it was like oh i noticed this stuff because i hadn't seen yeah. it so I'm on the fence. I'm I'm hoping it just means we get really great tiny little headset, but I'm uncertain. It another thing they've said though is that it's going to get two separate screens. So the original PSVR had one solid screen. The Quest 2 has one solid screen. And one thing that you don't realize about that is that means that your screen if it's square in front of you, it's using two dots somewhere on the screen. So even though they say this screen has this much resolution, some resolution is left on the table because you're not using the entire thing. You now you're gonna have two separate little lenses, one for each eye. It also means probably a physical IPD adjustment. That definitely sounds like upgrades. What do you think? Oh, for sure. I think that was one of the things sorely lacking 
-hmm. and, and the original was being able to have some adjustment. Um, you know, the Quest has some adjustment, but that's just a spatial um, thing. You know, since you're still looking at the one screen, where having the separate screens is really going to have an effect on the experience, I think, for the end user. Yeah, and I really like the physical adjustment of the lenses. I think that's so get so much more precise with that. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the Quest only has the three different options, so I'm hoping yeah, that PSVR <laughs> 2 would have more um, movement available. Like, it's so funny because I always go back to thinking about the um, Gear VR, yeah. which is hilarious because it was like that first step into VR, but they had the um, lenses that were so adjustable that I have really bad eyesight and I could get away with not having my glasses. And I was like, this is. And that was, I don't know, was that the ITV adjustment? Or no, that? so that was diopter adjustment, okay. which we haven't seen a VR headset have that. But didn't it, did it also have IPD adjustment? No, the original Quest did, and the Valve Index did. It okay. didn't have IPD, but it had diopter, which I think is actually better. Have you ever tried anything that has diopter adjustments, Rich? I have not. Do you wear contact lenses or glasses? I do not. Okay, well then you're you're oh, just lucky. Great eyesight. <laughs> you don't know the pain. You don't know the pain that everyone else goes through has them. So basically, because VR simulates distance, you have to keep your glasses on if you're nearsighted. You have to keep them on because it'll be all fuzzy without it. Well, a diopter adjustment means that you can move the lenses physically further from the screens. And for those of you listening, we don't know if PSVR is getting this. This is not a thing. I'm just explaining this to, to go through real quick. But Gear VR had this back in the day. And the only modern headset ever since that's ever had it is now that new HTC Vive Flow pair of glasses. It has diopter adjustments for each eye. So that means anyone you demo VR to, they wouldn't have to keep their glasses on. They could take their glasses off, adjust each eye perfectly, and mm -hmm. just see clear, which is huge. So I'm just thinking of something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... Okay. Oh gosh, if they if they come out and say that PSVR 2 is going to have that cuz we don't know yet. We haven't seen the headset. Yeah. If that is another one then that's going to make a huge difference because that would be pretty oh, cool. I hope. That'd be that's on my wish list. But anyway, the IPD adjustment still I think is helpful yeah. to have that be a physical adjustment. So much easier than going into like mm -hmm. settings and having to set it up <laughs> for each person and taking a picture, take a picture of your face and then adjusting each thing to your <laughs> eyes. Like the PSVR. Yeah. It, it's more work than it's worth. So you end up never doing it. So people end up yes. with a fuzzy experience. Not, <laughs> yes. not what they want. Right. Sooner or later, they're going to give us the price, the release date, and pictures of the actual headset. That's what we're waiting on for PSVR 2. So keep listening yeah. to the podcast. Keep hanging out with us. As soon as it comes out, we'll be telling you about it because I can't freaking wait. Yes. We, we got to get into some games because Rich over here is like the sports gaming connoisseur but first before we get into that i gotta tell you one last time Asterian products if you don't know them already you must not be listening to this podcast because <laughs> we're always talking about them they've got several different products on amazon go to their website asterianproducts.com you can use code full dive on there for five dollars off any order 19.99 or more so you can check out their full array of products save some money on us and tell them hey where you came from you know what i i played a little bit of today nat tried for the first time but i think you know the most about it can you tell our listeners what Forever Darts is on the Quest? Oh, yeah. Forever Darts, um, it's your full pub-style darts experience. You can play it without the controllers. You can play it with the controllers, which is how I prefer to play it. Excuse me as a cat jumps on my lap. Um, 
It uh, has a lot of unlockable uh, content, uh, as in darts, uh, collectibles. You unlock pubs as you go. Play solo. Uh, there's multiplayer. There's ranked boards. Um, there's actually quite a bit to do in there. Um, and thus far, it's been a, a really good experience. Yeah, I we both tried it, but we only tried it because the big thing about this game for a lot of people out there who who have heard about it recently, it's probably because someone told you it's darts with your actual physical hands. You can use your physical hand tracking and you can play. And that's what I, that's what I heard. And that's why I went and checked it out. So you get in and it, it has this nice, uh, several things that tells you, you need to have good lighting. You need to have contrast between your hands and the floor. It really sets you up as best as it can to use the quest's hand tracking feature to play darts. And then you get in and you try it and it works better than you expect for your actual hands. Yes, once in a while you move your hand too fast or you turn your hand at a weird angle. But if you really get good at like holding your hand open and just using your index and thumb to grab those darts and throw them, I was actually getting pretty quick, even in just a few minutes, at hitting the part of the board I was trying to. You said it's a lot better with the controllers, you think, as someone who actually plays real darts. Um, now, it's been years since I've thrown uh, competitive darts, but I, I did in the past. And there is a certain tactile feel of physically holding something that I think a game like this needs. So for me, using the controllers is a better experience. Not that the hand, tra uh, hand tracking alone experience is, is terrible. Um, I just think you know, it's better served to be holding something um, to have a, a full actual dart experience. Yeah, it was pretty weird playing it with the hand tracking and then you go to like pick up the dart and not actually holding anything. And you're <laughs> uh -huh. like, this is a strange, strange experience. Like it, like you were saying, it did work pretty well to pick it up and throw it as long as your hand is like in front of you so it can see. But that was pretty cool. I, I went into it thinking like, oh, this is kind of like not that cool. Looks kind of old and... <laughs> not exciting but then i started throwing them like, oh actually this is really cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah you step in and you get a different expectation i was gonna say i think the key might be if you're gonna play with hand tracking just get a real set of darts and a real dart board you know pick them up <laughs> with your vr headset on <laughs> throw them across the room and see how close you are to real life Extremely obviously safe. don't do that you're gonna put someone's <laughs> out do not do not actually do that but Maybe. it did make me curious Maybe just buy a bag of the flights because those don't have the points on them. You can throw those across the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just throw them and you can go pick them all up after. <laughs> well, Forever Darts, it, it's interesting. I would say if you have any interest in darts or you like multiplayer games like this, you have friends who want to play, I'd check it out. But they also had a game, Forever Bowling, that came out a while back. We've talked about it on the podcast a couple times because one of our other hosts, Lev Knox, he's actually even on a poster on the wall in it. And I really liked Forever Bowling. Rich, you've played quite a bit, right? I have played quite a bit. I, I, you know, and the same thing applies. There's a, a lot of unlockable content, um, you know, additional balls, uh, additional lanes. Um, they do have, do some uh, seasonal content. Uh, there was a, a, a pretty decent Christmas uh, spectacular going on uh, during the holiday season. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a good experience. Yeah. Both of them from them there. They seem to be the, the one that's kind of making some sports games. And I'm like, oh, this is like as good as Wii Sports was like it's taking me back to the Wii Sports days, which is a pretty big deal for me because I thought that was like the coolest thing ever when that came out. And you got to feel like you were really playing things. You were swinging the bat. It was really cool. Another one that I haven't tried yet, though, that I really want to hear about. You're going to tell us because I haven't played it all, but everyone keeps telling me we need to get Walkabout Mini Golf. What is Walkabout Mini Golf? Walkabout Mini Golf um, is the 
exactly what it sounds like. Think eight courses, maybe it's six to eight courses. I, I, I can't remember. Increasingly more difficult putt-putt. They have some absolutely insane designs in their courses. Once again, they have um, some hidden content where you like every hole has a, a golf ball hidden somewhere you have to find. Oh, um, and that, that that's how you unlock the extra golf balls. Each course also has an easy, normal and hard mode, solo play, uh, online play, you know, private rooms with friends and whatnot. Um, it's a pretty good putt-putt experience. The walkabout part has me curious. Is this like, do you know, does it try to use like room scale? Like you step around in your room to do it or are you still using your analog sticks? You're using the analog sticks. Um and then like wherever you are, like when you go hunting for one of the, the hidden golf balls, you hit a trigger button and you're right back at your your ball for your next shot. But there you have teleport is is an option. I always pre- prefer smooth turn. Um, I don't have the motion sickness issues that I'm sure a lot of people experience. That is a prevalent problem out there. But what, from what I've heard, it has tons of safety features. You can set this up however you want to. And some people are comparing this to another game you've played called Golf Plus. Um, I will go here on your podcast and tell you that there's no comparing the two. Okay. <laughs> um, Golf Plus is the superior game. Um, Golf Plus has actual real-life golf courses. Um, there are additional courses you can purchase. Uh, so DLC, uh, there's putt putt in it already. I think five courses for that one. Cornhole. If you like the beanbag toss game. Oh, fun. <laughs> there's putt pong, which is like beer pong. Um, and there's top golf. If you like the actual going and playing top golf, there's a replica uh, in the game from what they offer for the, uh, $20 price tag is quite a lot. And this is one where I've actually spoken with the dev. I express, I think they need unlockable content, uh, more customization for, uh, you know, your, your clubs and uh, of course more courses. Um, and they say all that's coming down the pipeline. So that, that gives me the happy, happy joy feelings. <laughs> that's a really good purchase on my end. Well, that's weird. Cause I, I feel like even at 20 bucks, it sounds like there's already a lot. It's awesome. There's more coming. And especially for something like that. So do you play golf in real life too? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so I always wonder, I always wonder with these things, do the skills translate? You know, does it, is it going to make you better at putting in real life? I always wonder if that's going to help you. Cause I even have somebody sent us a, like a 3d printed golf club handle you attach to the controller. Mm-hmm. So it feels more like a real golf club, but I don't know if I'm going to go get good at golf. If I play these at all, <laughs> you know, golf is expensive. Um, yeah. I would love to try it a couple times a year, but you know, the cost of clubs and then the cost to play around can be pretty pricey depending on where you go. But it's funny you bring up if it could make you better. Um, Cause that reminds me of a, a Mythbusters episode from years ago where one guy took professional lessons and another guy learned to golf playing the PlayStation move. <laughs> okay. oh. <laughs> and of course, prior they both played around um, with with no practice or experience, and then they each did their separate training, um, and each was better than before. Though a professional um, educator in the, in the realm of golf was much better than learning to play with a move. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I definitely think there's some principles that might come over, but it's always different. It's like boxing in VR versus going and punching something with your actual <laughs> right. hand. You know, you might get some speed, you might get some technique down from the VR, but when you actually physically hit something with your body, it feels a lot different. Yeah. And and when you get hit back, 
Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the part of boxing. I've only done, I've only done the learning where you punch something or someone else, you know, I've never been hit back. So I'm sure that makes it a whole lot worse. <laughs> you're, you're, you're real big into the sports game scene and stuff. What are some, is there some other ones at the top of mind you think of like people should know about that maybe they haven't heard of? Oh, sure. Uh, well, I'm sure everyone's had to have heard of 2MD football. Um, it is the best football experience. Um, I, I've, no. I've heard of it mostly, I think, because I was in PSVR more back then, and it was a big deal on the PSVR. Is it on Quest? Do you know? Have you played it on Quest? It is on Quest. I had to make an additional uh, purchase of that one. That is actually a local developer near me. They're like 40 minutes away. Oh, wow. Um, super small team. I think just three people. Um, but the experience on PSVR, that is what the original game was what they put on quest and have since updated multiple times, they don't compare anymore. Okay. Um, the, the quest is by far a superior experience and it's, it's mostly because of being wire free. Uh-huh. Um, I've also gotten a couple from app lab. I live on app lab. I try all the sports games on app lab. Um, right now I'm, I'm trying the worst named game ever. Um, it's first person tennis, the real tennis simulator. That's just an, an excessive name, but it's a good tennis game. Um, okay. That is the whole name. It's it's kind of obnoxious. Um, I, I, I'm not I, I can't knock the game, though. The game is fantastic. Um, so those are two I would definitely check out. Thrill the fight as well. That is the best boxing. You know game. what I wish they had? Because I did color guard in high school. You know, the flag oh. marching band. I wish they had color guard simulator. That'd be sweet. I think that's a two, that'd be to a very small audience, but I'm sure some people, <laughs> I'm sure some people would love to do it. You know, that reminds me of, I actually put a picture on our outline here. Hopefully you got to see that rich. There is this one company that is advertising. You can get better at baseball through VR, but they're not having you hold the controller and swing it. They get, they'll oh. send you a free attachment. Oh, if you sign up for their subscription <laughs> that attaches your controller to a real life baseball bat. And then you put your VR headset on and you just go to town <laughs> swinging this real Great baseball. Idea. It is, Great it, idea. Great idea. Is that the win VR? Yep. yep. Nothing yeah. can go wrong. I, I think that would be, I can't do subscriptions, unfortunately, but I would love to try. There was a, um, a home run derby on PSVR. If you haven't checked that out, I, I, I'd recommend that. Um, it gave a good experience. Not deep, mind you, but... Um, <laughs> it was fun. It gave you a sense of scale when you're in the stadium and in the batter's box, which is what you're looking for. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, they, they show pictures mostly outside doing it and stuff, <laughs> but like, I just cannot imagine a world. I, and, and I don't know enough about the game. I might be talking trash here. Just, just so you know, out there, but like maybe it uses some AR. So you see some of the world through it. You know, maybe it's not, you're seeing a simulation swinging and you can't see what you're doing, but anything that has a real life baseball that attached to it. And you're swinging when you can't see just really freaks me out. It seems like such a bad idea. <laughs> oh, I want to I want to see some. I want to interview someone who actually uses this. If you're out there and you use this, please come join the discord. I want to hear about it. I want to hear <laughs> if this is as unsafe as it seems like it's going to be. Uh, Rich, people might hear this podcast and they're, they're going to be like, how can I get a hold of this guy? How can I hear more from him? Where, where do people find your online presence? Ooh, an online presence. Um, you can find me poking around multiple discords. I don't have my own discord, but you can find me in Jay Bratt's discord. 
You can find me on the PlayStation Network, uh, ShapeDog247, or I just started an actual YouTube channel literally today. Um, oh. si since I'm old, it's uh, aptly named Get Off My Lawn VR. Um, so <laughs> you can find me there. I'll make sure there's links in there. I think you're all, you have a Twitter. I know. I, I do. I do also have uh, ShapeDog247 on Twitter. Well, we'll make sure we get some links from everything that you're on so that we can get out to people, your new YouTube channel, everything to check out. And if you're out there and you're just listening to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, any of the places we are, if you haven't checked out the YouTube, come hang out there too. You can actually leave comments, of course, because it's YouTube, and let us know what you think, what you want to see, or join the Discord or even the Patreon if you really want to take it a step further. We really appreciate everyone out there. I want to say another thank you again to Rich for coming out tonight. I love hearing your expertise, having some fun with you. I appreciate it, man. It was great being here. <laughs> and if you're out there and you know what happens when it comes to VR, you have to dive on in. Dive on in. <laughs>